Welcome to I'm Not a Therapist. I'm your host, Leora, and this is a show where we discuss what is on my mind that you are too scared to talk about. We have any nindos in your whole episode. Welcome back to another episode. Last night, I was watching the FIFA World Cup live award ceremony because I'm away with my family, so I have to be a bit quiet because I'm in a place where a lot of animals come graze. But I was watching it last night and it really brought me a sense of nostalgia to see how communal everyone was, regardless of where you supported France, Mbappe, Messi, Fernandez, like it didn't matter. It brought me back to 2010, where my entire year is just centered mainly around the World Cup. I'm in my school magazine for that year, in this goalkeeper pose with my arms out. I'm half cut off, but I'm still in it nonetheless. And I have this look of concentration on my face and this absolute stare at this projector screen that was in front of me. And we're playing Just Dance and I was copying Shakira and it was one of the best experiences. And it looked like I was the biggest fan. It looked like I could play, but still about eight years later, nine years later, I cannot play. I cannot kick a ball straight in a line at all. And that really was something that put in perspective how together everyone falls. It didn't matter if you'd never kicked a ball in your life or if you were an absolute pro player, everyone sort of found common ground. And that's something that I think we needed this year because from the Russo-Ukrainian war to international things to things happening locally in my country, it's really been hard to look at humanity and say, we did something this 2022. And it's nearly the new year and it's pretty hard with this finale of the World Cup to move on from this ha and to go back to normal life because life will never be normal again. Life is never normal and it's a really, it's horrible to say it is because that's, never ever ever the same it's never predictable and that's also scary having to move on into this unpredictability because we come from this world cup and we almost feel like france i feel like france my eight-year-old self is disappointed and i know that i feel a bit like mbappe because i've got this far to only get this far i still achieve things but the ultimate goal of my final exams i did subpar and i know that because I had burnt out by my final exams. I could see my eight-year-old self looking at me and being like, we worked so hard, how come this happened? Because you can't predict it, it's always going to be an unknown entity. But it's hard, being France is hard. I looked at them get up on that stage and that podium and I kept thinking, wow, they're so upset. But it makes sense when I look at it in my own way because you're gonna be upset if you've spent your whole life going towards a goal and then it doesn't happen. And every New Year's, people make goals. I make goals. I mean, I haven't for a while, but usually you do. I think about like 2% of people fulfill their New Year's goals, according to a website, I forgot the name. But it makes sense because it's so hard to stick to something when, A, it's not going to happen if you slip up a little bit. It's so hard to get back on your feet. B, it's not guaranteed to happen. And then C, it's hard to have a commitment and stick to it and then not see reward for the commitment. And as my last year in high school, I learned that as well, because no matter how hard you studied, I'm the type of person who, if I'm having a bad day, I could flunk an exam just off the bat, because that's just how it is and I cannot control that. And needing to control something is why many people think they know what they want to do when they grow up. I saw something that said 95% of college students, high school students, Um, don't know what they want to do when they grow up and the other five percent are either control freaks or they don't know how life works because there's always going to be some curveball thrown at you when I was younger I wanted to be a shark diver I have a fear of deep water 
So that was never going to happen. But when we're younger, we dream bigger. You want to be a fairy, a mermaid, a doctor, a policeman, a mom. You want to even be Messi, the next Messi, the next Ronaldo, the next Neymar, the next Mbappe. You want to be that. But as you grow up, it becomes less likely because you see how hard it is. And now I can see why France was so upset because imagine getting those goals and getting those achievements and having that feeling of we can do this and then just not, then just giving up. And it's something that everyone does at some point in their lives, maybe multiple points in their lives. It's hard to stick to something knowing that it might not happen. And as someone who's just finished high school, I know I'm going to go to university next year. But I actually, I applied to another university, a prestigious university, and I got accepted. I knew I wasn't going to go. But I wanted to have that in the back of my mind. I forgot to apply, so I got disqualified disqualified from the achieved applicants. I was so upset, like my face was swollen, my eyes were red. I had missed out this opportunity to get into this prestigious university and I was obliterated practically. Then as I I sort of got back up and I think, I didn't really want to go there in the first place and other people were telling me that, but I refused to acknowledge it because often we let this prestige get in the way of maybe we don't want it. Often with Ivy League schools and going to universities at Ivy Leagues, A, it's expensive, and B, sometimes it's a bit overrated. Because yes, there's this whole aesthetic around being an academic person, but at what cost? Because when you start achieving academically, you have to maintain it. When you start achieving in life, you have to maintain it. It's so much harder to keep achieving knowing that you might not achieve the next goal, and that means you've lost so much more than if you'd only achieved once or twice. But you haven't gotten as much because achieving once or twice, you get this high. I'm a terrible math student. I'm absolutely terrible. I dropped maths. I went to like standard grade maths. And when I once got a gold star on one of my tests, I felt like the world was in my hands. I felt like I was Einstein. I didn't know if I'd do well. I just thought I would. And I failed. And I was absolutely done. And then I kept setting these expectations. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get an 80. I'm going to get an 85. I am a 60 best in maths, okay, 70 if I'm really pushing it, and that's fun because there's such a stigma around being in the bottom class or being not the best, but really, if you look at the people, I know people who achieved so much in high school and who now don't know what they're doing with their life versus people who didn't really do overwhelmingly brilliant things in high school and they're now owners of companies and they're leaders and it's always used as an example but ordinary individuals can get burnt out it's, it's inevitable more inevitable than just okay but getting burnt out I got burnt out very unluckily during my finals people can get burnt out in university I've had stories of A students dropping out because they used up all that energy in high school and it really is so unpredictable about do you have that potential? Do you have that ability to succeed and to do well in the future? And often not knowing isn't actually a bad thing because it just means you can experiment a little bit. I know in university it is very much recommended that you know what you want to become and you know what courses you want to do. But if you like to do something and you think, I could have a future in this, go for it. You don't want to have that what if, because every adult has regrets. It's inevitable, again, a lot of inevitability here, but every adult has a regret they made at some point in their life. And it's funny when I speak to people who are like 40 and I say, what do you do? And they say, when I grow up, I want to, 
because sometimes you fulfill the standards met by others. You want to be the next best blank. You want to be the next blank. But you look at yourself and you have to set sometimes lower expectations. It doesn't mean that you're less of an individual, less of an achiever. It just means that you just go slowly and bit by bit. And it's something that's hard to do because the future seems like it's one shot. It's black or white. There's no middle. There's all or nothing. But often that isn't the case because there's not going to always be two sides. It's often a middle ground that you can achieve. And achieving par is fine. Achieving average is fine. I'm an average student throughout high school. Teachers kept saying, oh, she has so much potential. Yes. But it's hard to say that you have so much potential, you know what you should do. Why don't you know yet? Do you know how much pressure that is? If you're listening and you don't know what you want to do and you don't know what you're doing next year, it's fine. Sometimes you have to get to know yourself because high school isn't really about yourself. It's about social life with others. It's about finding out cultural stuff and academics. It's about proving yourself as an individual in society, finding your place. And often formulating an identity comes afterwards. So when I look back at this World Cup, right, I think I can get why France is feeling that way because I feel that way many times, sometimes daily when I was in high school. And it's hard to get back up and to think this is a very shitty, excuse my language, experience because it is. And it's fun to acknowledge it. You don't have to have the toxic positivity that the internet always pushes in your face. Acknowledge it. You know, that's the first step. Say, I feel upset. There doesn't have to be a reason. Maybe you know the reason. There's no reason. Fun. But I feel upset. Point blank. And then move from there because you can't let time take over the fact that your emotions can come, can become a priority because emotional state of being is often put to the side. And when you look at France in the World Cup, you think, why are they being so emotional? You know, they got that far. But again, you can only get that far to get that far. And you know how an emotional experience that is? To be absolutely dropped. It's almost this withdrawal from success. To get that far and then say, I came second. And it's a lot easier to say that you came third, okay? Because you know what? You tried and you almost got like, great, pat on the back. Becoming second means that you had the chance to become the best and you just didn't but you know what it's okay it doesn't mean you always will be the best it doesn't mean maybe you'll ever be the best but just getting into that point of being second best isn't a bad thing so France I love you guys and I didn't really support you this final but I know that France are good players and FIFA World Cup is a big thing. It's a big part of everyone's lives. But it doesn't mean we should disregard the little matches that they have won. The little achievements can culminate into a massive, massive one. And that's something we should look at as well in the future. How little achievements that we have as individuals can really come a big achievement. Because it's better to have many small achievements once in a while than one once-off achievement and say, been there, done that, got in the t-shirt. You think about it. I mean, I have had many achievements. I've been grateful for all the achievements I've had in high school. But I expected awards because I saw other people getting them. So when I didn't get those awards, do you know how horrible I felt? Almost knowing you're not going to get an award is terrible. But at least you know that you're not going to get awarded because you didn't really put in the effort. And it's hard to sort of put in the effort and then get something you didn't think you deserved. Or, you know, in my case, get something you thought you possibly should have gotten more and it's not something to really put down as petty it's a human nature 
and really going forward not knowing what you want to do and maybe doing these small things is just in the bigger picture your choice and it's not a bad thing at all and thinking about this nostalgia and this change and everything with this new era it's very hard because I don't know how to continue on this trajectory of being constant. I love change, but when it's big change, such as coming out of high school or finishing primary school even, getting a new phone, I don't know, it's hard because I'm a very sentimental person and I'm very attached to objects and to things and I have memories of a lot of things. So I'm absolutely upset. I was upset. Like I do write letters to teachers and I was like crying over them. And when that moment passed, I was like, that happened. I worked up to that moment and it just happened. It's really hard to expect a moment to be this grand thing and it's just like a thud. It ends with a thud. My last day of school ended with a thud. I celebrated. I woke up the next day and I said, am I going to school? And it's, it's, it's really sucky because you want something to be worth everything you've put into it. You want it to. But most of the time it isn't. And it's okay to be disappointed because it's human nature. But you can take that disappointment and move forward. Something that I actually heard from someone pretty recently was that they wanted to get into their one course and they didn't think their marks were good enough to get in. And it's a very hard course to get into. They were really upset that they couldn't get the marks to get into that course. And I'm not saying they were a bad student. They're an amazing student. They get, they're really, really good. And they put in a lot of effort, but they accepted it. And I really looked and admired that. And they were saying that they heard or they were told that when you have this failure, it's so much better and sweeter to reap the juices of success, knowing how much you put in to get to it. Whereas if this person has straight on gotten into their course, they might have felt like, well, did I deserve this? Like, I put in so much effort and now suddenly I'm in it. What happened in between almost? And sometimes it's fun to fail because I have failed many times. Everyone fails and no one tells you about that. People who succeed, people who do well have hard lives. But at the same time, they know they can succeed and they just push themselves to the limits and then act as if it never happened. There are failures in between you and me, every A student has gotten a C and they just haven't told you. They act like an A minus is the biggest deal in their lives when you get a 40, for example. To them it is because having this constant continuum of success makes the small failures the end of the world. Whereas if you do average and you have these small failures, it doesn't really feel like anything to me. But the successes, it almost gives you this heart, like, I can do it again. Regardless of if you do or not, you have that t-shirt almost to say, I've done it. People are going to admire you a lot more if you put in that effort and you don't get it and then you actually get it afterwards. If you just put in the effort and you're constantly doing well, people expect it of you. And it's a lot more pressurizing that way. So in Argentina, there was a little boy from Rosario. And you know who I'm talking about. It's messy. Messi has been a continuous aspect. For me, I'm not a very big soccer football fan. I've just always thought, seen it through the perspective and glasses of Messi. Neymar, Ronaldo, Messi. I'm a 2000s child. That is who I looked up to as a person, as a human. Seeing that was his last game and seeing they had won was so sweet because sometimes people deserve it. And you're not always going to get what you deserve, but when you do... People can see when you come from humble beginnings. Coming from humble beginnings isn't a bad thing. 
coming from good beginnings and maybe nepotism is pretty bad. But if you're able to just do things to spot the environment you grew up in, to get to what you want to get to in the future, that is what really hits me and makes me feel like you admire you. Yes, there's a nature versus nurture debate, but yes, to a certain age, psychologically, you are impacted by the environment that you grew up in. But you can't blame that. You cannot say, "Uh, I don't know, X, Y, Z happened to me, therefore I didn't even apply to my architecture course because I felt like my hand was sore. I don't know. You can't do that because at some point you have to take prerogative for your own decisions and for your own actions. And it's hard to suddenly break off from family and friends whether it's at university, college, moving away from your house, maybe even moving into an old age home, or, you know, you have to become dependent or independent. It's hard to make that shift. But as a someone who has had to become independent, it's fun to rely on others a little bit, not too much, though. I have spoken about it a little bit in my other podcasts. And I think overall, looking at this World Cup has really taught me a lot of things. And it really has made me reminisce about 2010 and about how much has changed. For one, I used to get these stickers and cards, collectibles, and I have the book at home store. My mom would buy them for us when we did our homework. Looking at that now compared to I've gotten this World Cup without collecting anything, and I'm pretty fine with it, you know, and I wasn't really up to date with it as much, and it was almost in the background. It's very different, but it also shows that change is not always going to be bad, you know. I'm pretty fun at this World Cup. There's so many other changes happening in my life. And this year is really deserved to end in, on this note. And I know it isn't the new year yet. I'm currently recording this on the 19th of December. But I am hoping this new year brings only joy and happiness, safety, comfort, like financial aspects, just for everyone who's listening, for the world. Because it's kind of hard to be a self-fulfilling prophecy to fall into the victim mindset that look at this bad thing that has happened. This means that when something good happens, it's inevitable that something's going to go terribly. And I know people and I've been with people who've had that mindset and you can't appreciate when things actually go well because so what if you have a really good experience and then it sucks. But a lot of the times they're not related to each other. Getting that A plus for the first time in your life might not be related to the fact that maybe you fell and skinned your knee. You know, it's not always related. It's not always put together. And really just you deserve every success that you get because a lot of times people have to work so hard for that. So it comes with a lot of expense and cost. And that ultimately leaves us with the main question of this episode, and that is why even attempt to succeed if you know it's going to come at the cost, at the expense that leaves us casualties of others, of yourself, is not guaranteed at all. And this is a multifaceted question And firstly, the first place you have to start with is yourself. You cannot change others or your future without looking at yourself. And it's hard because firstly, criticism. Criticizing yourself is a very different ball game to others giving you constructive criticism. I hate it. I hate criticism. I always brush it off, see it as an attack. But this year I've had to mature and realize that those that come out of a place of love and understanding and you have a good relationship with them, often are doing it for your own benefit because you might not like the fact that you're being told or how pushy you're being, but the people around you, they want you to do well. There is a massive beetle here. Hold on. Okay. They want you to do well and they want you to succeed as an individual. So if you're pushy, 
it doesn't matter as long as you improve it they're not trying to blame you because a lot of the time you don't realize it so really acknowledging that you have a fault is the main step and people outside acknowledge it the whole time outsiders you see quotes we are all human we're all broken you know the game changes when you have to look at yourself and not other people and it's hard it is so hard to look at yourself and say there's something that i need to change but once you start even just a little bit it is such a mind changer a mind-boggling experience i for one have had to learn to deal with criticism because it is so much different and less harmful and hurtful than when you do it to yourself and that often can impact the world around you and have a ripple effect secondly when you're looking at other people and yourself and you're looking at wanting to deflect onto those people thinking if not for them you know i wouldn't be in the situation okay listen perhaps there are viable situations where that is the case but relating to the first point you're not always the victim in a situation sometimes you have to take prerogative for your own actions in biology we learn about adaptation i never thought i'd ever have to use this in my life but here we go when animals especially in you know dry climates for example elephants rhinos lions i had to learn about how wild dogs hunted they have to adapt to their circumstances they don't blame the sun because the sun's going to set and it's going to come up every single day and they can't change the sun what can they do they can change maybe the eating patterns resource partitioning they can do other things to that so as humans it's always going to be options and i know sometimes it looks like there are no options but often it starts with yourself and to understand that you're not trying to beat yourself up about it you're just trying to say I can become a better person and it's okay to know that I'm not the best at the moment but at some point in my life when I work on this maybe I can and then maybe I can work harder and you know don't really push yourself to the maximum but just acknowledging you have a false grace okay so third point this is sort of success in a nutshell and adaptation that is last night I went on a game drive and I don't know if you've ever been on a game drive it is like being on an airplane in peak turbulence you're like shaking flying around but I was falling asleep so I was really exhausted I was tired I wanted to get back to our resort we were about five kilometers away from the entrance to where we were staying and we hear the deepest deepest cry for help so obviously it's a tourist attraction so this park ranger stops the vehicle and we start reversing and turning around and we see he shines his flashlight we see this mother rano and baby rano and the baby rano is in absolute agony emotionally you can hear us in distress allegedly because this is you know they can't talk and i'm just going to go on the limb that this this ranger was right this i wouldn't say dad rano but in this instant it was a male rano was getting upset that the female wouldn't mate with him and the female was trying to protect her baby because in the rano sort of culture that they have the male often kills the baby whether it's revenge or whatever and so this mother was trying to protect her baby and we were just outsiders and i wanted to go help i wanted to go step in and i knew it would be harmful for me i could see that the baby had to accept its situation because as you know biologically adrenal glands when you look at the adrenal glands it does many things it's responsible for fight or flight if you look psychologically at fight or flight out something just bit me if you look psychologically at fight or flight you can see there's fast flight freeze and fawn in emotional trauma responses 
So fight. You want to fight the situation, not involve yourself. Say, this doesn't have to do with me. Look, I'm fighting it. I'm going to go against it. I'm going to push against it. The force is beyond your control, and you have to admit that. But you mustn't freeze. You mustn't just say, this has happened, and I have to be this way my entire life because something bad happened to me. Nothing good's ever going to happen again because it isn't necessarily true. Most of the time, it isn't true. So fawn in. You don't have to look to other people for your help. This baby Rano in the situation wanted to get help, but it knew its mother was there. And it could have taken prerogative, but in some situations, you have to look to others for help. And it's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person. But if I were that baby Rano, I wouldn't want to put myself in the way of that angry Rano who was running into bushes. It was a definition of a male, but sometimes it's not a bad thing. Looking at flat, running away from a situation when it's bad, you cannot change the situation. Running away from it is just going to mean it comes back to you in the end. Running away from a situation, from problems, not sorting them out, builds up. You bottle it. You take a part of that situation with you throughout your life. And it's always going to niggle on your mind. It's always going to be a chip on your shoulder. You can't run away, okay? Running away only means it's going to come closer to you. If you look it in the eyes and you look at the situation and acknowledge you have a problem, whether it's in yourself or whether it's with others in a social situation, regardless, that's first step you can look at yourself and the role that you play are you going to be that baby rano and admit that maybe you do need help ask for help like that rano did in distress are you going to be us in the vehicle knowing you can't help because it's nature right because you know sometimes you can't always be the first person to help the person has to get help itself if we intervened would only be hurting ourselves more than that rano would need our help so you really have to observe the situation from multiple aspects. Are you going to be the mother around you and protect your child or protect those around you? But the situation sometimes calls for different roles. And if you want to change a situation, sometimes if you want a better future for that situation, a better outcome, really just look at where you are in it. Are you the perpetrator? Are you a bystander? What can you do? What will the outcomes be? Often you don't have time. So often the first thing you do is look at the situation as the bigger picture and help or don't help. But if you want to change a situation you're in and it's pretty small, you know, maybe it's a fart or it's always really, you know, the best. And however you were brought up, however you want to solve it is just, you know, default. And at a certain age, you know, I'm 19. I know that I cannot change the way that I, fa- that I handle situations. So it helps to really look at the role that you play in it. And if you want to really look at your role, Look at the way that you are, right? Looking at that safari, I immediately got awake. And that game draft, I was awake all of a sudden. I was so tired of seeing Ranos. I was absolutely done. I wanted to sleep. The minute I saw that, I was basically in tears. I was witnessing nature. I was witnessing the circle of life. And we had to leave because they were quiet now. And I kept thinking at the back of my mind, I wonder what happened. Because the park ranger had told us that earlier that morning, there was a baby elephant that had been killed and the mother was still trying to pick it up off the floor because it was absolutely obliterated with grief. And that often can remind me about having to move on because this past is very much behind us. Running away from the future, you're only running closer towards it. Fighting it, this is so much bigger than you. You are the baby Rano, you cannot fight that male Rano. Fawning 
and looking towards others' futures, looking towards that college course that you see your best friends doing and they say is good, what is that really going to do? It's about you. It's not about them. It's your future you have to look at. Freezing, being the person that's the bystander and the person that has to take prerogative. If that mother froze, her baby would be dead. She she would be dead. She had to take it. And sometimes it's okay. Any situation you're in and there's a role that happens is part of life. Change is part of life. And this World Cup, I never thought it would teach me all these lessons, but it really did because I had to come to terms with the fact that things are moving on and it's moving on quicker than I thought because when I was younger, life would be a lot slower. Things would go at a better, but it was a slower pace. But I had COVID over my 19th. Sucky things have happened. I've lost my grandfather and I've had very bad year. My grade has had a very bad year, but we've had to move on and take the times that we can celebrate and make the most out of it. Because it's so much more moving to see someone that has gone through a hard time pick themselves up and do well. Or do even average. Because look what they're doing with their life. Inspirational people. Want to know why they're inspirational? They've done something. If a normal person did that, they would not be noticed. But if that person came from grief, yes, it may seem cliched. But if you were in that position, God forbid, and you did that, it's a hard thing to do. So yeah, they deserve everything that they, they have achieved. And all of the scariness about the unknown and about the future and about colleges and jobs and children and this new year is something that you can't put off. But it's also something that shouldn't really be a worry because living in the moment is something I've had to do a lot throughout my life. Uh, I have very bad anticipatory and performance anxiety, very big words, but basically I have bad anxiety when it comes to the unknown and it really affects how I do in the moment but looking at where I am right now for example something to do to help you if you are having a hard time or if you're struggling is to list a few things and I see this often on social media but to list five things you can hear five things you can see five things you can touch five things you can smell and five things you can I don't think taste but you know and the map the numbers are up for you know consideration but just look at yourself put yourself ground yourself close your eyes and the moment I can tell you I'm in I'm overlooking a mountain I can hear the birds I can smell the lake and that really allows you to say see that you're human that yes there is going to be bad things coming up there is that's part of life but if you're able to look at yourself in the moment and say in the moment I am doing the best that I can and even if I know I'm not, there's always room for improvement. You can't beat yourself up, but you can't also not give yourself that potential and that push. So looking at the World Cup, looking at this amazing achievement that has happened, it's not bad to think maybe, wow, how are we going to get back into the new year, you know, after this devastation we've had this year. And it is good to know that we ended it off this way. But also as humans, it really teaches us that it's okay to feel what we want to feel at the end of the year and at the end of an era and end of when this change is coming. It's okay. It's just how we move on from it, how we react to it and how we really identify, make an identity of ourselves without, you know, others. But knowing that others have the best interests for us in mind, those that we are closest to. And I hope and I wish you, whoever is listening, happy Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. May you only have the best and 
even average, I should say. You know, it's not a bad thing. But obviously, the best new year possible and that you celebrate and you really take the time to give yourself a pat on the back multiple pats give yourself a massive slap on the back actually don't hurt yourself too much though because everything that you've done after this moment is been worth it whether you know it or don't know it or think it or don't think it it has because it's made you the person that you are and you have so much more to do in your life and you have so much more potential that you can achieve so well done for getting through 2022 and i hope that you have the best year to come And I'll see you guys next year with my new episode. Thanks, be kind, and thanks for listening.